New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey everyone, Dr. Joseph here and going to be sharing with you uh, here on day 76 uh, of our uh, reading plan through the book of Exodus. And so uh, ready to um, uh, just dig in with you on this. As I said, I'm going to be reading the entire chapter of chapter 38 of Exodus 38. And I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version, and then I'm going to come back and make a make a few comments, you know, with you. So, uh, let's begin reading uh, Exodus 38, verse one. They built the altar of burnt offering of acacia wood, three cubits high. It was square, five cubits long, and five cubits wide. They made a horn at each of the four corners, so that the horns and the altar were of one piece. They overlaid the altar with bronze. They made all of its utensils of bronze, its pots, shovels, sprinkling bowls, meat forks, and fire pans. They made a grating for the altar, a bronze network to be under its ledge, halfway up the altar. They cast bronze rings to hold the poles for the four corners of the bronze grating. They made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. They inserted the poles into the rings so that they would uh, be on the sides of the altar for carrying it. They made it hollow out of boards. They made the bronze basin and its bronze stand for the mirrors of the women who served at the entrance to the tent uh, to the tent of meeting. Next, they made the courtyard. The south side was a hundred cubits long and had curtains of finely twisted linen with 20 posts and 20 bronze bases and with silver hooks in the bands on the post. The north side was also a hundred cubits long and had 20 posts and 20 bronze bases with silver hooks and bands on the post. The west end was 50 cubits wide and had curtains with 10 posts and 10 bases with silver hooks and bands on the post. The east end toward the sunrise was also 50 cubits wide. Curtains 15 cubits long were on one side of the entrance with three posts and three bases and curtains 15 cubits long were on the other side of the entrance to the courtyard with three posts and three bases. All the curtains around the courtyard were of finely twisted linen. The bases for the posts were bronze. The hooks and the bands on the posts were silver, and their tops were overlaid with silver so that all the posts of the courtyard had silver bands. Verse 18. The curtain for the entrance to the courtyard was of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer. It was 20 cubits long, and like the curtains of the courtyard, five cubits high, with four posts and four bronze bases. Their hooks and bands were silver, and their tops were overlaid with silver. All the tent pegs of the tabernacle and of the surrounding courtyard were bronze. These are the amounts of the materials used for the tabernacle. The tabernacle of the testimony, which was recorded at Moses' command by the Levites under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. Basilel, son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah made everything the Lord commanded Moses. With him, with him was Oholiab, a son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan, a craftsman and designer, and an embroiderer in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. The total amount of the gold from the wave offering used for all the work of the sanctuary was twenty-nine talents and seven hundred thirty shekels, according to the sanctuary shekel. 
The silver obtained from those of the community who were counted in the census was 100 talents and 17 or 75 shekels. According to the sanctuary shekel, one becca per person, that is, half a shekel, according to the sanctuary shekel, from every one who had crossed over to those who counted. 20 years old or more, a total of 603,550 men. The 100 talents of silver were used to cast the braces for the sanctuary and for the curtain. 100 bases for the, from the 100 talents, one talent for each base. They used the 775 shekels to make the hooks for the posts, to overlay the tops of the posts, and to make the bands. The bronze from the wave offering was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. They used it to make the bases for the entrance to the tent of meeting, the bronze altar with its bronze grating and all its utensils, the bases for the surrounding courtyard and those for the, its entrance and for the tent pegs for the tabernacle and those for its surrounding courtyard. So, continuing on from what you're starting to what you're starting to hear in this uh, in this passage was, we're starting to see the things that are actually made and used within uh, within these uh, within the tabernacle. And so this is uh, once again we're we're seeing how uh, Moses had given the directions to the people, and the people started to actually make the things that were happening in this. And so we have kind of this final section of where everything's being described of what was actually made for the people to make the tabernacle. And so it focuses here at first about the bronze side of things. Uh, as the bronze altar is made, the basin would have been made, uh, and then you have the courtyard and all the different materials are accounted for. And here's kind of the, the things that I wanted to just kind of point out to you from this passage that I think are, are very important for us to take away. Uh, number one, uh, I think it's important for us to understand that obedience was fulfilled. You, you see, it, the people did everything exactly the way that God had told Moses and Moses communicated it to the people. And, and so there was no compromises that were made in the making of this tabernacle. The people did exactly what they were supposed to do. And so because of this, I think we can see that there was obedience that was fulfilled. What does that say to me? You know, whenever God tells me to do something, he does not want our compromise. He does not want our excuses. And in fact, we are called to live under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so as, as Christians, we are called to live under that lordship, which means whatever he says, that's what we need to do. You know, I have a lot of people that will come to me sometimes and they'll say, you know what, Jesus, you know what, Joseph, that... Uh, you know, I, I want to follow the Lord in, with all my life. I want to make a public testimony of that. But the reality is, is that, you know, I, I'm doing everything except for this one area. Well, the reality is, I don't know if you're really living then under the Lordship of Christ. If you're willing to have compromise within your life, you know, a, a true follower of Christ is going to find a way that they are going to consistently seek ways to live under that lordship. And so that means whenever there's something in our life that comes up that we recognize as a compromise, which is sin in our life, that, that impedes upon the lordship of Christ in our life, we're going to seek a way <clears throat> to live out that lordship. We're going to seek a way to remove that compromise from our life and to follow him wholeheartedly, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. All right, well, that is the first and greatest commandment that we are to do. And so we saw this right here with these people. 
that they fulfilled. They obeyed the Lord completely as they were told to do. Let me just ask you, are you obeying the Lord in all areas of your life today? When you look at your life and you look at, you know, am I trying to put things in compartments? Am I trying to be somebody that, you know, I'm trying to do things right over here, but you know what? Uh, Over here in this area, I'm going to just leave this alone. No, no, no. It's all the Lord wants your entire following. He wants you to follow him with all your heart. And so he wants you to know that you need to obey him in all areas of your life. But here's the other thing I want you to see. Sacrifices were made. Sacrifices were made. You know, there it was no accident how these things came together. In fact, we, we see the, the amount of silver, the amount of bronze, the amount of gold that was being used. Uh, the, the common day estimates of this were for the gold part of it, it would have been more than a ton of gold that would have been used in the creation of the, of the tabernacle. Silver, silver would have been uh, pretty much four tons of silver would have been used in this. Bronze would have been about two and a half tons of bronze. Once again, there were, there were really sacrifices that were being made. People were having to say, you know what, uh, I, I really don't think I have to use this gold. And so because of this, I'm going to make a sacrifice to the Lord. I'm going to give this up so that, I, so that the Lord can be worshipped in this way. In fact, I want you to think about that in your own life. If, are, there, are you really seeking to make a sacrifice to the, for the Lord in, in things? Once again, I, I, I don't think we... We cannot make the ultimate sacrifice, right? Eternal life only comes through Jesus Christ. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where are you storing up your treasures? Where are you investing? In fact, one of the measures that we have here at New Vision is is how we are. Are we leveraging earthly resources for eternal investment? Think about that. That's what these people were willing to do. They were willing to sacrifice their earthly resources the things that they had treasured so much in their life, maybe for their own vain purposes, whatever it was, but they were willing to to give that up in order to honor the Lord in that way. And here's the last thing I want you to see, which I think is very valuable. What a picture of the church in this in this whole section here is people used their gifts. You go back to verse eight, uh, you see how uh, the, the women served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Uh, the women would have served that they would have been a part of helping to clean the items, cleaning the basins, cleaning the different things that would have been used in sacrifices. And so the women were using their gifts to honor the Lord in that way. You look at the names that are being used in verses 21 through 24, and you see how how men were rising up and they were being designers. They were using their gifts to to honor the Lord. Uh, in that way. They weren't asked to to be maybe, there were some people that were the constructors, there were some people that were the designers, there were some people that were sewing. All Everybody was using their different gifts in order to see the tabernacle put together. And I think about that, within, what a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. Friends, how we all work together, we all lock arms together. And, and there may be times when we have people that are teaching God's word. We have people as well that are helping to serve in different areas. And we all want to grow together more and more into Christ likeness. We want to look 
more and more like the body of Christ that are working together to do this great work to honor the Lord. And so, friends, that's what I encourage you today. Maybe you have uh, uh, you've been trying to find your place to serve. Friends, step out and do that. Reach out to somebody here at New Vision and let us help you to take that step in your walk. Because the reality is God has gifted you. If you are a follower of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And with the Holy Spirit inside of you, you've been given a gift. You've been given a, a, a way to honor the Lord. And friend, we want to help you discover that. We want to help you to develop that. We want to help you to deploy that and use that to further the gospel right here in Murfreesboro and around the world. So I'll encourage you in that as you just kind of look at this passage. Don't, don't overread this. Don't, don't look over this and just say, okay, well, they just did it and it was done. Look and see how God used great and mighty things, how there was obedience, there was sacrifice, and there were people that were serving. They were using their gifts to honor the Lord in that way. God bless you and look forward to connecting with you on our next podcast uh, as we continue on in this Exodus reading plan. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.